Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We're going to have an episode today of the Great White Throne Judgment. And we'll get into that here in just a bit. And of course, this judgment is a judgment to the lost. It's a judgment to those who have not been born again. And we're going to jump in here in a little while, but we've got Austin, just me and Austin today. Austin, how you doing yeah, today? I'm doing good. Good. We mentioned, I think we mentioned a little bit of this. Yeah, I think so. With uh, with your dad, when we had those episodes with him, because he went through a lot of end time stuff, and we did mention and talk about the Great White Throne a little bit, but we wanted to go ahead and take a whole episode and kind of go in depth with it. Now, we're not, we've got probably more material than what we could say in this one episode, but... Yeah, so I'm just going to read the scriptures here. Jump into it. Yeah. And it says, of course, I'm in Revelation 20. Chapter 20. Verse 11 through 15. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, first, I guess starting off this, we, we all know that nobody lives forever. Death is something we can all count on. Hebrews nine twenty seven tells us it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. We don't know when that appointment is, but it's there. We can be sure that if the Lord tarries, we will die. It's just a fact of yes. life. And secondly, we must establish the fact that hell is real. And I think you, know, you, you say just about everybody should believe in hell, and a lot of people don't actually. But hell is real. That's a fact. It's always expanding. It's in the heart of the earth. The Bible says it's moved to meet those that they're coming. Every second of every day, people die and go to hell. I believe in hell because Jesus said so. That's good enough for me. Yes. He's the son of God. I believe in hell. And uh, if the Bible is right, then we know there's a place of hell. You know, a lot of folks want to pick and choose scripture, cherry pick what to believe, what not to believe. But you have to believe the whole Bible or none of the Bible. It's either all the way right or all the way wrong. Just the way it is. It's black and white. And uh, and so to understand the great white throne judgment, you have to understand that hell is real, and you also have to understand that every occupant of hell at this moment has never uh, faced their worst day. Those in hell are still awaiting their trial. They've never been judged. And a lot of folks, you know, they, they, they think that, you know, maybe a play or even folks may think that when you die, you immediately go to a courtroom and God's there and says go left or go right, go to heaven or go to hell. And that ain't the way it is. You know, we can read about the rich man there in Luke 16. He died and instantly he went in hell. He opened his eyes and the torments of hell instantly. He didn't go to no courtroom. That was a real story. And uh, so those in hell are awaiting trial. They've not been judged for their works yet. And uh, so John here in the text sees a great white throne. 
which is a judgment of all sinners of all mankind. There's no safe people in this judgment. Now, we talked about the judgment seat of Christ. You can read in 2 Corinthians. We talked about that on uh, another episode with Brother Curtis Coral. And uh, in that episode, a lot of people think it's directly, immediately after the rapture. Some think it's in the air. But uh, it's going to happen pretty close after the rapture because in Revelation, you know, they, they throw the crowns at the at the feet. They've already worshipped. They've already got crowns. The elders there at the church. We've already talked about all that. But anyways, that judgment is those that are saved. Right. Everybody's saved in that judgment. So if there's a judgment for all the saved, likewise, there's a judgment for all the lost. Yes. If the judgment for the saved is all levels of rewards, depending on what you've done in this life, according to your works, there is a judgment for the lost. For the sinners, which is a judgment of punishment, according, again, to your work. So John sees a great white throne, the last courtroom of history, no character witnesses, nobody there to fight for your case. Everybody's lost. Everybody's lost in that judgment. Yes. And we, we have to understand, Brother Zach, that God has a standard of judgment. He has a standard of judgment. It don't matter what somebody's done. It don't matter what their name is, how much money they've had what position they hold, if somebody's not saved by God, if their sins are not washed away, they're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Right. And it often brings me back to something simple like a game of basketball. If you shoot the basketball up in the hoop, it may spin around the rim. You may have seen that. Mm-hmm. Ball go around and around and around. You're waiting for it, and then it pops out. It don't go through the net. You didn't get two points. Nope. You didn't get however you do your scoring, depending on the game whoever you're with, but you didn't get no points for that. The ball has to go through the net, hit the ground again. It has to go all the way through to get points. It don't matter how close you got. It don't matter if it hit the backboard. It don't even matter if it hit the rim. It don't matter where it hit. It has to go through the net. There's a standard of the game, and that's exactly the way it is with God. There's a standard of judgment. It don't matter how close you get. don't matter who you are. All that matters is that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right. It don't matter how much you went to church. It don't matter how much you've read your Bible. It don't matter how much you pray. All that matters is that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. That's exactly right. And when you get to the judgment, the great white throne judgment, like Austin said, it'll only be sinners, no saved people at this judgment. And a lot of times down here in our court system, in our judicial systems, and this can be likened a lot to our judicial systems, what, what's taking place here in Revelation 20. But a lot of times in, in our judicial systems, um, and I think we have the best judicial system that is present in the world as far as uh, the way trials are ran and you have your jury and all that. If I was going to be tried for anywhere anywhere in the world, if I was going to be tried for something, I'd want it to be in the United States. And I do think we have the most fair system, and I'm not saying it always plays out fairly, and I know people are bought off, but that's my point. Sometimes, even as much as we try, and sometimes it ain't even on purpose. Sometimes judgments are wrong, and it ain't on purpose. But in God's court, there will be no pleas of insanity. There will be no mistrial. There will be nobody that can stand up and say that, uh, somebody was paid off to yeah. to go against them. The lawyers will not be present there to argue your case. When God brings down His judgment, it's forever settled. Right. And God is a perfect record keeper. The Bible says there we just read 
it said that the books were opened. And, of course, that's in the plural form. And then it says, and another book, which is the book of life. But the first one is books, a set of books. And those are God's record books. God is keeping records. God's watching. God knows what you do. And that's that goes for either way, either good or bad. God keeps a record. But to the sinner, that, that should scare you half to death if you're not saved. That should scare you half to death to know that God is keeping a record of everything you do, every thought. You know, Moses in the law, he... he talked about adultery in the law and he told him that you know thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife and so on and so forth and 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 if somebody committed adultery under the law then they were stoned but what did jesus say jesus came and he said that whosoever looketh upon a woman and lusteth after her in his heart is already guilty and so Jesus took it up a notch, if you will. And he, he went to the sins of not just the outward action, but yeah. of what's in the heart. And that's what God's keeping record of. Everything that's in your heart, what you would do if you could do, what you would do if you ever got the opportunity to do it. Jesus said you're already guilty of it. And God's keeping a record. So everything that you think, everything that's in your heart, everything that you think is in the dark is going to come to light one day. And God's got a record of every bit of that and that's what you're going to be judged by you're not going to be judged by what we know about you you're not going to be judged by what your parents know about you you're not going to be judged by your youth pastor or your pastor but you are going to be judged by god and people austin they say all the time only god can judge me yeah. only i tell you god is going to judge God is going to judge, and one preacher said that should scare you half to death. He yeah. said when That's people not a say no, 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 he said when people say only God's going to judge me, he said that ought to scare him half to death, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Because we may not know everything. We may look at somebody and think they're just fine, and they may get to the judgment, and God says you had this in your heart. So only God can judge you. That's accurate. But as far as in this judgment, um, but that ought to scare you. Because God's keeping perfect records. You talked about some people say, well, that, that judge didn't do right or the court was, uh, you know, messed up or bought out. Well, like you said, not in this one, mm -mm. because in John 5 and 22, it says, for the father judgeth no man. God, the father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the son. Mm -hmm. And so who do you think is going to be on this throne judging you? Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the judge? Verse eleven says, "And him that sat on it, who's sitting there?" He said, "He has given all judgment unto the Son. Jesus Christ is the judge on this day of the great white throne. Jesus will tell them on this day, I died for you. I came down to this earth for you. Do you see these nail scarred hands? Do you see my feet? Do you see my side? This was for you. And Jesus is going to recall, like you said, there's record books." The, the, the Bible already said there's books. He's going to recall every time somebody slapped him away, mm -hmm. every time mercy was given and it was, you know, and it was uh, rejected every time he tried to reach for them. Can you imagine somebody that may be raised on a church pew? You know, there's a lot of hypocrites in this world. People that go to church and they're one thing one week and one thing the next and they're spiritual in church and they're definitely not spiritual at, at the job. And, right. you know, they want people to think they're saved and they're not. There's a lot of hypocritical stuff going on. In this world today, but on this day of the judgment, you're lost. You you know you're lost. You're there. It don't matter. He's gonna bring every church service you was in, 
every you know all the sermons and songs and all the warnings. He's going to say, I tried to tell you. The preachers tried to tell you. My people tried to tell you. And people will scream out on this day. Well, I believe now. I've seen it now. I believe now. You know, Pete, there's a rumor going on in hell right now, no doubt, that we're getting out one of these days. And you know what? The rumor's right. Yeah. Those in hell that we just read it. We just read it there in Revelation 20. Death and hell will give up the dead. Hell's going to be emptied out one of these days, and they're going to be in that judgment. But they're going to wish. <laughs> they're going to wish they wasn't in that judgment. Hell is going to empty out one day. Yeah. But to go to that judgment, just to straight into the lake of fire. And, uh, you know, they're going to say, I'll live for you now, Lord. I'll do it for you now, Lord. But then it's too late. All the chances were given. All of them were given. It's yep. it's too late. That's exactly right. This judgment here is going to be, like we said, a, a judgment of a lot of regret. It's going oh, to be yeah. a judgment of a lot of remorse. And it's going to be a um, judgment of a lot of revealing. There's going to be a lot of things revealed at this judgment. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And I know a lot of times you're going to reap in this life. Yeah. But if you get by all your life, and this is something that um, that I, I've thought of often, being a hypocrite about something, and I know this isn't an episode on hypocrite, but in some ways I guess it could be, but... If you're being a hypocrite about something, you know that ain't doing that is doing you no good. That's not doing anybody any good. No. It's not doing your church any good. It's not doing your pastor any good. It's not doing you any good to be a hypocrite about something. And you may get by till you die. It's possible that you'll get by with something till the day you die. But I tell you you're not you will not get by you me whoever will never get by forever if there is sin in your heart then you'll not get by. There will come a reckoning day for sin, and whether it's now or whether it's when you die, because God is going to judge sin. This is the great white throne judgment, the ultimate payday for the wicked. It's here that God, who is the righteous judge, he's the righteous judge. He will judge every man according to his deeds. Everything that was done in their body, they're going to be judged for it right here. And these are... People that are going to be in their bodies. The Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I was just about to get there. Oh, was you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you, you think Go about ahead. people that say, um, well, I'm just not interested. Or they want to say, I'm not praying to Jesus. I'm not praying to God. Well, the point is the exact scripture you just said. Everybody will someday. Yeah. If somebody or you know, if you're listening or if somebody else you're talking to and they say, well, I don't, I don't want to serve God. They'll, they'll pray to him someday. Yep, we will, will either pray and live for God now, or we will pray and acknowledge Him as God later, according to the Word of God. Yeah, I just preached last night on, uh, I titled it, You'll Cry Later. And uh, that's so true, because you'll either cry now or you'll cry later. Right. You'll worship Him now or you'll worship Him later. But those are those are actual bodies, is what I was getting at, though. The, the Bible said that the sea gave up the dead, and death and hell, the grave, they gave up the dead. And they came out in their bodies to be judged. Those bodies that they sinned with, those bodies that they, whatever they done, they stole with, that hand that they stole with, that mouth that they cursed with, whatever the sin is, they're going to be judged in their bodies. And then they're going to be cast into the lake of fire forever and forever, where the worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched, and the worm 
dieth not. And they're going to suffer in those bodies for all of eternity, forever and no getting out. Just as the Christian will stand at the judgment seat of Christ and then will become uh, like Christ for all of eternity, will be the bride of Christ for all of eternity. And the Bible said that we're going to be like him, for we shall see him as he is. But the, the sinner man will also have a body that will never die. It'll never perish. It'll be in such heat and in such extreme conditions, yet it'll never burn up. And they're going to suffer for all of eternity in those same bodies that they send in. So you already established there in Philippians 2, verse 10, 11, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, earth, and under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. Every knee should bow. Every tongue should confess. Every person that's ever been born on the face of this earth, they are going to profess that Jesus is Lord. But it's up to you. Are you going to profess that Jesus is Lord as he's a lamb? Or are you going to stand before him when he's a lion? It's up to you. And moving on, there is a second resurrection that Revelation 20 talks about. This is where death and hell gives up the dead. Now, the rich man in Luke 16, his body's still in the ground, but his soul's in hell, but not on this day. On this day, you know, we talked about the bodily resurrection where those that are dead in Christ, that are dead in the ground, their souls are in heaven, their bodies and their souls will meet together again to be at the judgment seat of Christ. And then they'll be judged and then they'll go on to live with the Lord. But on this day, it's the same thing. There's another resurrection. Those that are dead, they're in the grave. Their soul's in hell. They'll meet together again in this judgment, the great white throne. And, you know, we talked about the bodily resurrection. We're going to get a new body. We're going to get a, a, a change. Well, people, some people think we're going to get a new body, but the Bible said he shall change our vile body because Jesus' body still ain't in the tomb. Right. We already talked about that. So we're going to get a changed body. Well, if those that are saved... If those that are going to heaven are going to get a changed body to be like him, well, those that are going to the lake of fire for all of eternity, think about it. They're going to get a changed body too, but it's not going to be the same changed body we're going to get. And you say, how do you know that? Well, look at, look at just statistics. Look at uh, facts. One, It takes one to three hours to cremate a body, 14 to 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. They're going to get a changed body that will burn forever and ever, but never burn up. Never be destroyed. Never be destroyed. Never turn to ashes. And so they're going to get a new body or a changed body. And in Luke 12, we talked about how this is a judgment of punishment, but it's also a judgment of levels of punishment. You know, those that, you know, for instance, somebody that's been in church all their life, um, that's been in a thousand church services and heard hundreds of sermons is not going to be judged as severe is going to be judged more severely rather than the one that just rejected the gospel away one time. And the Bible says in Luke 12, it says, and that servant, which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes for unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And right now, today, Brother Zach, depending on the law, depending on if you steal a piece of gum or you kill somebody, you're going to get judged for it. Whatever the judge deems necessary, it may be paying a fine, maybe probation, it might be imprisonment, it may even be a death sentence. But it's all based on what the judge feels necessary to punish you for the crimes you committed. And that's what this judgment is. Jesus Christ, the judge, you are lost. You're going to the lake of fire. That's that's right. just a given. That's bad enough. But now 
the levels of punishments are going to be different depending on what you've done in this life. Because this judgment is not a place to determine your eternal destination. No. But it's a place to give you degrees of punishment by your works. And that's what the Bible said. And they were judged every man according to their works. God's record book, the public sin, the private sin, the sins of the heart, the sins of the thoughts, the obvious sin, the secret sins. Not your mom's, not your mamaw's, but yours. Right. But yours. And uh, and so you know, there's people, there's people that sit in holiness churches. You know, this is a holiness podcast. We're two holiness preachers. I know, folks. There's people that sit in holiness churches. That's, I mean, they've been there for years upon years upon years, and they just reject the gospel over and over and over. They're going to be judged so severely in this judgment, a judgment of level of punishment. And so, the big question, brother Zach. Here's the big question: Why can't God just judge us when we die? Why, why can't if, if uh, you know, for instance, if I die right now, why can't I just go to a courtroom and God just tells me left or right and it's over? Why yeah. has there got to be a judgment seat of Christ after the rapture? Why does there have to be a great white throne judgment almost at the end of the uh, end times timeline, for, mm-hmm. per se, before, you know, before that city that John seen coming down out of heaven? Why, why, why does it have to be that long? Why can't he just do it now? And the simple answer is, is because their works ain't done yet. Just because somebody's dead and they're in the ground doesn't mean their works are done. When a preacher preaches, he's been preaching for 50, 60 years, and he's got CDs and tapes and his family, what he's done with his family and his life, his works and everything he's put his life into don't just end because he's dead. Right. And the same way with sinners. Look at Elisha's bones there in 2 Kings. He was dead and in the ground, but when the man touched him, he came yep. back alive. I mean, he was made. I mean, come on. There was a legacy that was left there. Oh, yeah. He was completely changed. Yeah. I've listened to, like, for instance, Brother L.D. Moore, you know, for after he was already gone. And yep. I would sit in my room at nights listening to his sermons and gleaning from it and still gleaning from it. I'll go back and, and listen to other preachers that have passed on, Brother L.D. Savage. And, I mean, those sermons of his that are they'll carry on for years and years and years and we'll be able to go back and listen to them and be encouraged from them and like you say you know their works are still not done they're they're still gleaning and or we're still gleaning and they're still working even though they've done went on yeah and so they're going to get judged for rewards for that i listened to brother joey hyatt preach a message i i don't guess i'd ever heard just a few months back, and it really blessed me. I mean, mm-hmm. it really helped me. I gleaned so much from that, and he's been gone for some time. And I thought, praise God, he's getting rewards in heaven for helping me and who knows whoever else. Yeah, you know, all some of these dead preachers. So they're getting judged. They're getting rewards for stuff. Then they're they're already in heaven. Yeah, and their rewards are racking up because they've still not been judged yet. So if it's the same for the saved, then it's the same for the sinner. Right. You know, if you if you're an alcoholic and you raise your boy to be an alcoholic and he raises his boy to be an alcoholic, well when your grandson drinks, it's gonna be judged on you because you raised your son to drink and he raised his son to drink. And so you're gonna be judged for it. And for example, I want you to look at uh Anaheiser Bush. Mm-hmm. Anaheiser Bush and his family was the CEO and creator of Budweiser beer. And throughout all the generations of his children, they have made a top brand of brewery in the world. But Anheuser-Busch committed suicide at the age of 68 in 1934 by a gunshot. He had long sickness, and he killed himself over it. Anheuser-Busch is in hell right now. 
But everybody that cracks open a Budweiser beer, every marriage that's been broken up, every person that's cheated because they was drunk, every person that ran into a tree and killed himself, every car wreck, every person that got in a wreck and killed somebody innocently because they was drunk, every sin that's ever been committed by a Budweiser beer is going on this Bush family. Right. And it's going on their names. And if they don't get saved, anybody else in that family don't get saved, Anheuser-Busch is in hell. I know he's not saved. He shot himself. He's in hell right now, and every time somebody cracks open a Budweiser beer, it's stacking up. Another, yeah. another sin, another sin, another death, another sin, another sin. And so on this day of the great white throne judgment, when Anheuser Bush is let up out of hell and put in this judgment, there's going to be a record book that's opened. And he's going to say, for example, Jesus is going to say, because of your sin, you killed 100,000 people. Yeah, you broke up this many marriages, and it was you know, and you say, well, they did it, but he enabled it. It right. was his sin. His works weren't done just because he was dead and in the ground. And so that's why it's so important. I want to shout out. Go back to our episode we done a long time ago on all they knew was ark, ark, ark. That's what I want to say right here. That's why we believe in raising your kids in the house of God. Mm-hmm. That's why we preach. Get on the boat. Raise your kids because when Noah looked around. He saved his house yeah. because of the ark. And that's why we preach that. Because what you do to your kids, and you might well, I'll get saved when I get older. Well, what about your kids? Yeah. You know, you may get saved when you're 50 or 60. Well, you done raise them as devils in the world. They'll probably never get saved. They may never. Then what about their kids and their kids and their kids? A whole family may never get saved, but you are. Well, you know, what about the rest of them? I'm glad you did, but, you know, raise your family, raise your kids in church. And, uh, you know, God is going to judge at this day of this judgment, and there's going to be so many sins. I don't want to have blood on my hands. Mm-mm. I don't plan on being in this judgment. But I'm telling you, even in the judgment seat of Christ, people are going to be, there's going to be a lot of tears and a lot of rebukes. Now, we already said it. You are saved. You right. are going to be with Jesus for eternity. But even if you're saved, it's very important that you try to do everything you can for God because in the, even in the judgment of the saved, in that judgment seat of Christ we've already talked about, you're you're going to be given levels of rewards and rebukes. Right. And like you mentioned, the whole time that we're living in this life, we're either building rewards if you're saved, you're 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 building your life to go to the judgment seat of Christ or you're stocking up judgment. You're you're working. The Bible said that the wages of sin yes. is death. Wages. What is a wage? That's something that you earn. That's a payment. That's a deserved payment for work or for something that you've done. And so uh, the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. There will be a payday for it. Romans 2 and 5, and Austin just talked about this with Anheuser-Busch, talked about how his works are still piling up. He's still accruing wages. He's still accruing that that right. judgment that is coming to him. And that's what Romans 2 and 5 said. said, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. Notice what it said there. It said, treasures up, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath. In other words, you're continuing to increase your payment of sin the whole time you are sinning. It's just building up and it's building up. And one day you'll have to collect on that. You can't reject payment. You can't work for free. But God is going to render to every man according to his works. And I said this the other night 
preaching payday might not be Friday, but payday will come. You can't go out and sow wild oats and right. expect not to reap a harvest. You will reap what you sow. Yeah, and even if you get saved, you know, a lot of times that don't mean, you know, if you killed somebody and you get saved the next day, you're, you're still going to have to go to jail yeah. <laughs> for it. And so there, we, we need to, you know, more than likely, unless, you know, a miracle happens. But any, the point is, you reap, you're going to, I mean, you sow it, you're going to reap it. That's just the way it is. John said in Revelation 14, he said, and their works do follow them. Mm -hmm. Your works are going to follow you. Even if you're gone, your works follow you. And we're going to try to end this today. But God will look in the book of life for names. But there's a lot of names that won't be there. And if you're in this judgment of the great white throne judgment, whoever's there, their name's not going to be there. And, you know, there's a, there'll be a lot of things that will be shouted out to Jesus at this time. They'll say, but I went to church, Lord. Lord, you know, they're going to be looking at Jesus eye to eye. And they're going, they're going to be, for the first time, they're going to be looking at him. And they're going to say, but Jesus, I went to church. Right. He's going to say, but your name's not here. But I paid my tithes. But your name's not here. But I went to youth camp. I went to camp meeting. But your name's not here. But I was a good person, but your name's not here. Right. And to, you know, a lot of the apostolics, you have to, they believe you have to be baptized. You have to speak. And they'll say, I was baptized, but your name's not here. But I spoke in tongues, but your name's not here. Just because somebody speaks in tongues, anybody can speak a tongue. I don't mean it's the tongue. I don't mean it's the Holy Ghost. Right. I've heard a, I've heard some folks speak in tongues. I thought, Lord, help us, Jesus. And uh, but anyways, your name has to be in the Lamb's book of life, and it's not. Matthew twenty two says, bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer. Darkness. Now, some folks may believe differently, but I truly believe the lake of fire is different than hell because the writer said lake of fire is in outer darkness, not inner darkness, in outer darkness. And, you know, the final verdict, the final verdict is when the final judgment is given at this day. Revelation 21 says there's going to be a new earth and the old shall pass away. God's going to make this, you know, we could go a long way from this, but this heaven is, this earth is going to be heaven someday. And lake of fire is going to be an outer darkness where all those that are lost will inhabit that place for all of eternity. This is a place where the devil will be there. The beast will be there. The false prophet will be there and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever. And if people, brother Zach could only realize I'm done. If people, I don't want to be, but I am. But if people would only realize the second death, if people would only realize how terrible the second death is, right. there'd be all there'd be so many people getting saved and revivals. People don't really understand. They don't want to understand. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the preacher talk about it. We're in the days yeah. of Noah. But if people, if you could get somebody to understand, if we could all understand how terrible, there's nothing worse than the second death. Right. There's nothing worse than somebody standing before Jesus Christ at the great white throne. That's exactly right. Friend, you don't want to be in this judgment. And here's the good news. You don't have to be. No, you don't. You do not have to be here. I know we just talked about uh, Anaheuser-Busch building up and building up and building up. But you know what? If, if you're listening to this and you've been building up your payment of sin, you know how much of Jesus' blood it takes to wipe all that away? Every bit of that. Oh, yes. Takes one drop. Cleanses us from all, all sin. sin. You could have been building. You might be an, an older person listening to this. I think of Mousy. I think I've yeah. talked about him on here before. I don't know. But in, an old older man up in his yeah. 80s, 
And he finally got saved just a few you years live, before he died. You can live for the devil for 80 years. Yeah. And there's deathbed repentance. There is deathbed repentance. The thief on the cross, we always use him for an example, but that don't lessen it. Yeah. You can still get saved. At, now, I wouldn't take that chance if I was no, you. It's not recommended. But a whole life can be erased. But if you're listening and you don't want to be in this judgment, the good news is you don't have to be. You can be saved. Your sins can be forgiven. And you don't even have to take part in this. But if you don't, then this is where you'll be. And you'll, you're you're going to get your judgment. And the Bible said they were cast into the lake of fire. And you'll be there forever and forever. No getting out. No exit signs there. No getting out What's of there. What does the Bible say? But the wages of sin is death. But the gift but of God. But the gift of God. Right. Is eternal life. That's exactly right. And so that's, what, that's the best way to end this. If you're not saved, you can get saved. If you are saved... Stay saved. Right. <laughs> and uh but don't be in this judgment. We don't the second death, unbelievable how terrible it's going to be. I don't want to yes. be there, Brother Zach. That's exactly I don't right. want my kids to be there. No, I don't want terrible. anybody to be there and say I'm here because of Austin Griffiths. Yeah. That would be a terrible, terrible feeling. Well we're glad you all stopped by with us today. We're thankful that you took your time out of your day to spend some time with us. We pray that God would bless you. We pray that if you're not saved, that you'll get saved. And that if you are saved, tell somebody else about this awful judgment coming and how they can escape it. And if this Why I Believe series has helped you, or you know maybe we said something just to encourage you or whatever, just send us an email. Send us some feedback. If you got saved, definitely send us an email. We'd love to hear it. 2Ps21 at yahoo.com. T-W-O-P-E-A-S-2-1 at yahoo.com. Come.